2: Coming at you live from Laguna Seca Raceway, I guess WeatherTech Raceway. Today is the media bullpen. Plenty of drivers coming up. Looks like the Foyt guys and some Indy Lights guys might be first coming up soon. But as always, check out our show and other shows at Evergreen Podcast. It's evergreenpodcast.com. And after a short pause here, I'll bring you guys all the interviews I get from the bullpen today. Joined first by David Malukas at the media bullpen. How did first practice go this morning?
3: I think it went very well. Um, we, everybody did different strategies. Obviously, all the HMD cars were on the same. We went on a heavier fuel run and just didn't refuel throughout the run. So I think with the fourth, fifth, I think six, nine, I don't know. I didn't really look too hard. But, but I think with those positions and the time difference, I think it's pretty good with them doing a low-fuel strategy and... I don't know, it's going to be tight. It's going to be very close, as always. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting.
2: What do you think? of Is this your first time here or second time here? What do you think of Laguna as a whole? What's your uh, strong suit on the track, if you had to pick like a sector or a part of the track?
3: Mm, I, I, I know where I suck. I, I, <laughs> I suck in turn two. Um, but no, I think a strong sector would probably be turn five and six. Those two fast, well, the uphill and then the fast left. But everyone else seems to be equal, maybe missing a little bit in the corkscrew. But other than that, uh, I love this track. I mean, racing, maybe not the, the best. It's very hard. You know, all these high-speed corners, it's very tough to be following. But... Man, it's a lot of fun to drive just doing laps and laps. It's, it's also very physical, you know, coming down the corkscrew, down the hill, going into nine, you're like, next, just giving out. So, no, it's, it's good fun.
2: So what's it like going, uh, you know, 150 feet down a corkscrew while trying to maintain a race car at the same time?
3: It's um, surprisingly, it feels very smooth, a lot of fun. Um, it's just when you come in and the tire all of a sudden just says, I want to lock, then you're in for a good ride. And the whole moment, I think my face is just frozen. And coming down the corkscrew, you end up at a little bit of a wrong angle, and all of a sudden it's a lot of banging and crashing, and then your back is sore. So you really just need to, you know, hit it perfect. If you hit it perfect, it's smooth, it's fun. If you miss a little bit, then it's not so fun.
2: (laughs) So you've got two races this weekend, a slim lead, and then obviously you've got mid-Ohio in two weeks. How do you... You know, not think ahead to mid Ohio and championship, and just focus on what's in front of you. You know, just, you know, just one day at a time instead of big, big picture.
3: You know, going in, I thought I was, you know, was going to be a bit tough. You know, always thinking about the championship in the background, but I don't know. You, as soon as I come into the day and we debrief, it's just almost like like a muscle memory. You know, as soon as that happens, you get switched on. You're like, okay, I'm just going to focus for this session. Focus now and. Not really think long term, and I literally just got that question for uh, for the NBC, and I don't know. It's it's tough for me to say, but for some reason I feel very relaxed. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but
2: (laughs) probably a good thing.
3: Probably a good thing, yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of there's no strategy to it. It's kind of I just feel like either way it goes, you know, I'm having fun and I'm happy. So
2: awesome. Well, we have to end it since Shannon isn't here, and it was her birthday. With a happy birthday to her from from you since you met her last time
3: she, she's here no she's not oh here. she's not here okay well happy birthday Shannon all right <laughs>
2: perfect all right guys we'll be back with the next one Kyle Kirkwood joins us just five points back heading into Laguna Seca and then probably your favorite track Mid-Ohio how hungry are you and, and how confident are you that you can uh you can erase this five-point deficit
4: you know I, I was um I felt confident coming into this weekend, but I feel even more so now after our first practice there. We, we came here pre-season testing back in February after after IndyCar ran for a couple days, so the track was quite good, um, so we feel like we were in a, a relevant spot when we were testing here, and now this weekend it's kind of translated. So we went into first practice there. We were four tenths clear of the HMD cars, which is super important, only a hundredth off of my teammate who actually had lighter fuel and whatnot so i feel like we were actually the quickest car out there uh, which gives me confidence for this weekend and we're obviously good at mid-ohio so i think two weekends ahead of us should be pretty solid yeah you haven't lost in mid-ohio like e- ever that's true yeah well i mean maybe back in like f four days i mean I had like a failure or something but Otherwise, no. We've had we've had a lot of success there. It's my favorite track. It's the track that I have the most knowledge with and the most laps around. So I always have confidence ending a
2: season off at Mid Ohio. So this weekend, what is Laguna Seca like in an Indy Indy Lights car? It's um well, it's low grip, right?
4: It, for every car that comes here, it's always very low grip, and the Indy Lights car is already low grip as it is. So. Like, that entire first practice, we're just fighting oversteer and traction issues, even second, third, fourth gear. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to drive, but it's it's a handful for sure.
2: All right, let's wrap it up with same question I asked David. Your favorite or least favorite sector section on this course? My least favorite section or sector?
4: Uh, I would say... Probably turns now. Yeah, probably turn six. Okay. I would say turn six, just because it's like it's so easy to be caught out from the cor- caught out by that corner, and it's so tough to get right because it's blind on entry. You fall into a big compression right in the middle of it, and then on exit you're always fighting the car to keep it on track. So it's just like. I guess that can be a saving grace and also a nightmare for a lot of people, and I just don't really like the inconsistency of it that it, that it comes with it as a driver. So, but, I mean, there's there's a section of this track that I, I think are my favorite, like going into two, and the Corkscrew are obviously world-renowned corners. And um, I guess, it, yeah, maybe turn six takes away a little bit from the track, but the rest of it
2: is amazing. Awesome, man. Well, best of luck. Yep, thank you. Now we're joined by Charlie Kimball. Your first time back in the car since the 500 weekend. Have you? How have you stayed, you know, car ready over the last? Uh, what's it been? Three
5: months? I don't even know what month it is anymore. <laughs> well, it's been uh, it's been a, a different summer. Um, you know, I would say that, but then 2020 was way different than everything. So we ran an Indy 500 in the summer. So who knows? But for me, I've always work to stay as prepared as possible, Um, continuing to train pit fit training, working on putting together the Long Beach program um, with both AJ Floyd Racing and Novo Nordisk that'll be backing me again, um, and doing the broadcast work, you know, working on the Peacock coverage of the Indy Lights series has been uh, eye-opening. I never, it's very challenging. I have learned (laughs) a lot. The fact that they haven't fired me yet, I haven't sworn on live TV, is probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a victory, but it's easy when when you've got pros in the booth. Either you know the producers in the truck, the directors. You know, working with Kevin's been so easy because he's so good at it. He's been doing it so long. Uh, Katie Kyle in pit lane last week in Georgia Henneberry as well makes it makes it easy because I just get to talk about racing and I love it and I enjoy it and. And this year on the broadcast, the racing's been so good; it's been easy to talk about. You know, it's not easy to broadcast necessarily, but it's been easy to talk about good racing.
2: So you've done, you know, most of the Indy Lights races this year. So you've seen the contenders. What do you think? What are what are the strengths of you know Kirkwood and Malukas? Is probably one of those two who's going to win the championship.
5: Yeah, I mean they're they're two heavyweights slugging it out, and I think it's going to come down to who gets the last punch in. So. It's, uh, I don't know that we will know until the last lap at Mid-Ohio. Having raced at Mid-Ohio earlier in the year and and Kirkwood sweeping that weekend, he's so dominant there in the whole road to Indy ladder. But I know that the HMD team has been working, especially with David, on how to find some speed. They found speed over the course of the weekend at Mid-Ohio. The question is if they carry that on. And what the change of temperature, October to August, does for those setups? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that there's anything to choose between them. You know, when I thought Kyle Kirkwood was finding momentum and was going to run away with it, and and he had Malukas on the ropes, you know, coming into Gateway, and I thought, okay, we're going to see a knockout punch in Gateway, and David Malukas goes around the outside of Kyle Kirkwood over three laps to take the win. And lands a couple blows to get back in it. So, you know, and then Kyle Kirkwood qualifies fifth and fourth at Portland and wins one of the races. Like you see this just, it is the most amazing momentum back and forth. And nobody has been able to get the bit between their teeth and run far enough out into a points lead that it's a different conversation. We're talking five. It's going to come down to who's got the last at bat for sure. All right, back,
2: back to your program. So you're with Foyt next weekend. What does or what do you think A.J. Foyt can do to maybe close that gap a little bit between where they are and, you
5: know, the next batch of teams right up the road? Well, I think their Streets Are Great car has been really competitive. We, you know, talk about St. Pete last year, St. Pete this year, Detroit. The results might not have shown it, but listening on the radio, looking at sector times, They're definitely more competitive on a street circuit than they've been in some other types of racetracks. So to be able to use that knowledge and hopefully add my experience into the the information they have at Long Beach, so that then in you know in the future they can always refer back to that data. There are three data points instead of two. That's fifty percent better. I think that maths right? Close enough. Close enough. All right, man. Well, best of luck next
2: weekend and look forward to seeing you out there. Absolutely. Thank you. Joined now by Renus VK. Renus, we have practice one coming up in a couple hours here, but how excited are you to be back at Laguna Seca?
0: I'm excited. Um, it's a cool track. Um, yeah, going to be my first time in an Indy car here. So definitely, you know, it's always a lot more and more is fun, right? So last time I drove here with lights, I got pulled for two races, and I won both races. So yeah, I think um, I have a pretty good track record here, and I'm just excited to get going. We've had a few tough races, and results are not really going our way, so like every day, when we're at the track, I just feel like another chance and they have given it all we have and improving and uh, getting back to you know top fives. So I think we can do it, and yeah, it's a beautiful venue. When you have
2: a, a couple weekends in a row that don't go your way, is it difficult to you know, kind of block those out? And, and you know, when you get to the track now, are you thinking about it? Or are you able to just kind of, you know what, it's in the past, let me focus forward here and uh, keep working?
0: It really motivates me, actually. Okay. Just because it pushes me so like, super hard to get the best out of myself. Like sometimes it's really good and you're all happy and you get off track and you're just feeling good. Right now I just, you know, I kind of, I'm just busy every day, like all week, just to try change my approach and try to get better and better and just improve things that I would normally not really think about just because I really want the good results back. So I just push myself super hard to... And whole team, just as a group, to improve and get better than we were.
2: So since you've raced here in lights, is there a particular sector, section of the track that you feel like you're strongest at or weakest at, on the other hand?
0: Um, I think, really, the the corkscrew, uh, turn 9? Nine? Eight, nine, eight, yeah, 8-9, eight, eight, nine, nine. like the banking stuff. Yeah. I really love that part, so... I think uh, we were really fast there at the test, which we did uh, early in the season. So got to improve a few little things, but we've found a lot of stuff over the season. So I think we can, you know, it fits right in into what we need. Awesome,
2: man. Well, best of luck this weekend.
0: Thank you. Joined now
2: by Scott Dixon, 49 points back in the championship. So you're still in the fight. It might be a little hard, but how do you go into the mindset this weekend of i'm still in the championship hunt and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing
6: yeah you got to go in with an open mind until you're mathematically out of it you've still got a shot um you know i think even we saw with st louis and then we saw with uh you know the last race in portland how quickly that can flip you know uh even if you look at the first two it, it flipped 20 or 35 points uh in one race so um you know obviously with uh Long Beach not being double points or the final races not being double points anymore kind of does eliminate people a little bit quicker and their outside chance. But, um, yeah, just head down. You know, obviously we want a strong end to the season no matter what. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe when we leave here we can get a more of a clear idea of, you know, who we need to support going into the last race.
2: So back to Portland, the turn one, lap one uh, melee. Yeah. Did you ever get an answer as to why the first four guys, like you guys had to go and start in the back after the restart? Did you get to talk to IndyCar?
6: Uh, yeah, I had a pretty extensive conversation with them for a half hour, 45 minutes after the race. Um, I don't think it will be like that next year. Um, yeah, because basically, you know, we go in one, two, we get hit from behind, we come out five, six, and then, you know, that you would figure would be the logical penalty. Uh, but then we, you know, we're moved back another 12 spots. So, um, definitely hard to swallow. definitely wasn't happy. Uh, I think the conversation would have been a lot different had the race not flipped later. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's obvious that, uh, there shouldn't have been two penalties. So
2: So you have probably one of the strongest sets of teammates overall this year. What's ever, what's it been like working with Marcus, with Alex and, you know, now with Jimmy Johnson?
6: Yeah, it's been really cool. You know, the, the dynamic at Ganassi has always been very open. Uh, open. Um, you know, I think uh, with the additions of, of Jimmy and Alex, uh, it's been fantastic. You know, I think for team morale, for one, and, and obviously bringing some different point of views has been really good. And then, you know, even with Marcus and uh, Brad, I think kind of getting more confident in what they do have really turned on this year. You know, so it's been it's been. Uh, it's been it's been great, you know. I think for Chip, when you look at uh, you know three, three Ganassi cars in the top five of the championship um, and still got a shot, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's what you want from a team. Everybody's you know pushing and, and driving in, in, in the direction that you need to. Um, so yeah, you know, the goal number one is to to keep the championship where it belongs, and that's you know with Chip.
2: So you've you've raced raced here in the past in the newer IndyCar. How challenging is a low grip track like this?
6: Yeah, for some it's somewhat frustrating. Um, you know, the, the current Indy car is almost like a junior category car. It's it's got very low grip. Um, it doesn't do much very well. Um, you know, I think once we add some power back to it, and you know, I think with some uh, tire development from Firestone, you know, we can get the grip levels back up in 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 the future. But here it's super technical man it's it's very hard to uh get the perfect lap together which is you know the case at any place but i think here if you miss it by a little bit or if you oversaturate the tire you know you're losing a ton of time and and you're going to be losing a ton of spots so you know uh, for me a track like this in a low grip situation is is uh one of the toughest combinations for myself
2: is it better that unlike last weekend where you had one practice and in the race you've got an extra friday practice to figure some things out
6: uh i think indycar needs to get back to three-day events they need to get back to proper racing you know we're, we're done with covid we're through it they need to get on with it
2: awesome man well best of luck this weekend thanks man appreciate it joined now by pato award portland didn't necessarily go the way you wanted it to how do you kind of forget about that and just focus on this weekend
7: we have to take the positives out of it. I feel like we did everything that we could to make a good race out of it. Uh, but we got screwed by yellow. Like, uh, that, that was our race. We, we, got, we got hosed by it. and uh, We're coming in into Laguna with, with a lot of...
8: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger
3: for the ones who get it done.
0: Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and sound talent media called Pit Lane Parlay.
7: energy and uh, motivation to get things done um, we're chasing so I like that I enjoy that
2: is a is another top three in the championship a comfortable goal or is it you know championship or bust
7: uh, championship or I don't care if I'm second or third it doesn't make a difference to me I want to win
2: awesome alright so Laguna you've been here in lights and I think that's it correct no, Indie Pro 2000, Indy Pro 2000. Yeah. okay What's it, what's it like? I know it's a big step up now into an IndyCar here. Have you get, gotten to test here to get a feel for the track at I all?
7: Mean, I tested in the beginning of 2021. Okay. Uh, love this place. It's a, it's a handful. Yeah. If you really want to extract the time out of the car, you're on the edge for sure. But uh, I don't think I have much problem being on the edge. I enjoy that. So uh, it's, it's a really rewarding track. When you nail it, you know you have nailed it.
2: A lot of people call this low grip, highly technical. What's more, what's more key to this track? Top speed or you know, getting some downforce on there to handle the corners? How do you?
7: Downforce because it's a tire destroyer. Yeah, so tire, tires is going to be a very big factor in the race. Okay. Now this weekend, you is Taylor here this weekend or is he home? He's coming Saturday. Okay, so you'll have your strategist I've got, I've got for Billy them. today and tomorrow. Yeah, okay. okay. he'll be here for the race.
2: So that, that I'm going to skip that question and we'll go to you know you've got this race and Long Beach next weekend how do you you know worry about just this weekend and not think about Long Beach oh, I'm
7: going to send it it's send it time yeah there's two races to go and I have to outscore everybody that's in front of me so
2: awesome man well we'll we'll keep it there we'll keep it short and best of luck man thanks man so i heard you say yesterday oh, we're, we're with Connor Daly right now that your uh, off season was going to be Back to Twitch streaming and gaming. So, at any point in that offseason, are, are you are you close to figuring out anything for 2022, or right now is it just it's still uh, still early on in the process?
8: Yeah, I mean it's early on for us because the Air Force, you know, they they like last year everything got you know decided pretty late as well, like into December. Yeah. Um, but like now we're trying to have it all realistically, um, you know, presented to them and and the program at least. Uh, outlined by, like, end of October, right? So, like, we're hoping by, like, end of October everything's kind of looking like, all right, we're going to get our, you know, get ourselves sorted out here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, you know, it, it's hard because every year it has to be renewed, right? And it's like, it's not a deal with me, right? Because, like, the, the the team is done, the deal is done with the team because I, I can't necessarily be like, hey, Air Force, I would like to take all your money and then bring it to the team, you know what I mean? So, so that's kind of how it's done, and and, um, and it's worked great, you know, for four years, whatever. So, yeah, we want to keep it going. And I think they're realizing that this season, it's been great to see people again and, like, have their things set up at the track. So there's been a lot that's been good. And, and it kind of, you know, a lot of the times they say, like, realistically, like, a lot of the times what happens on the track is actually just a bonus for them. Everything else that really matters to them is, like, what happens at the track, before, after the events, on social media, stuff like that.
2: Is there more pressure when the... You know, the deal actually goes
8: with the team and not with the driver? Well, no, because it's technically still my sponsor, right? Like, I brought them into the game and, like, I am the one who actually generates the ROI for them. You know what I mean? Like, with what I do on social media and stuff like that. So, I think sometimes people fail to realize that, but, like, I know what, you know, I know how it works and, like, I know what I, like, I'm pretty confident in what I bring to the table. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, and they've been awesome to work with. So, you've raced here. At least once before, maybe twice? Uh, three times second. Well, once in an IndyCar. Okay,
2: yeah. once in an IndyCar. Yeah.
8: How challenging is this place? Well, it's challenging because it's hard, it's hard to overtake. Like, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, the, the straights are short, and, uh, you know, the, the the track is a low-grip surface. So, um, I think in 2019, I was, like, slightly more surprised at how much overtaking was going on. Like, it was actually good, so, that, that, so that's great. Um, but, yeah, it'll be tough to, you know, make happen. These short laps are, you know, means that, like like we see it at Portland, you're going to be fighting for tiny, tiny, tiny bits of time, hundreds of seconds. So you just got to be perfect all the time.
2: So you've got an extra practice this weekend versus a lot of the weekends. How vital is that to getting everything set up
8: how you want it to? I mean, practice is so important, especially, you know, my teammate got to test here. I didn't get to test here. A lot of people got to test here. So, you know, to, to be able to have that extra practice is massive. And I, I just, I really hope that, you know, in the future, we get back to you know three-day race weekends and more practice again because it's just great. Awesome,
2: man. Well, I don't have anything else, so All best right. of luck, man.
8: Thank you. Thank
2: you. Joined next by Jimmy Johnson. Portland, one of your most, I would say, consistent weekends from start to finish. Lap times were right there with the leaders. How did you feel leaving Portland weekend?
9: I felt great. I mean, I did have a, a competitive weekend. Yeah. And I felt like... I didn't hit the target in qualifying, and, and as I reflect back on it that's, uh, that's an area of focus for me is to try to back up my practice times. Um, it's interesting when the official qualifying clock starts, the mistakes that seem to happen for any and all at that point is uh, an interesting headspace, but you know, the other area that I really got to work on are my outlaps. I'm just giving up too much time on outlaps, and um, you know, that's, specifically a place like Portland, that's really your opportunity to pass because everybody's so equal on pace.
2: Uh, So that's an area of focus, too. So you tested at Texas, that was last month now, right? Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway. End of last month. End of last month. So what was was the Oval experience like? What was Texas like? And yeah, talk me through that. Fast.
9: Like, I (laughs) I thought I was prepared for the speed, but the sensation of speed and the speed were uh, greater than expected. But once my eyes kind of adjusted um, I, I did find it very familiar, which was nice. I didn't know how foreign it might feel um, because you know, they, they feel so different on a road course, and the adjustments we make on an IndyCar versus a, a NASCAR vehicle are so different. But adjustments, sensations, all of that were very familiar, and I was excited by that.
2: So when you, when you tested, obviously you've driven a NASCAR there many times. You driv- drove an IndyCar there now once. Are there any similarities that you can take in a potential Texas race next year where you can go, okay, my NASCAR career, NASCAR career taught me this here, so I can use this going forward?
9: Yeah, I think so, and I didn't have a chance to run in traffic, but I, I feel like you know, they, they are more similar in that environment than, than anything. Um, the line's a touch different. The way you use the banking in and off the turns, it's a bit, more, a bit wider in a cup car. Um, but I really do think there's a lot of crossover and certainly has piqued my interest in, in oval racing. Awesome.
2: Well, I'll leave it with one more question here and let you get about your day. You're almost done your uh, rookie IndyCar year. How much fun has it been?
9: It's, it's over-delivered. I honestly have had, have had such a great experience. Um, tons of support from my, my sponsor, Carvana, fans, Chip Ganassi Racing, I have a lot of friends within CGR, and to uh, work alongside them, learn from them, um, be a part of the family has been a, just an incredible experience.
2: Awesome, man. Well, we wish you the best of luck the rest of the year.
9: Thank you. Appreciate it.
2: Lastly, joined by race winner from Portland, Alex Pillow. You got to celebrate with some chicken? Yeah. Back in Indy, was that? Yeah. Where was it?
10: <laughs> I ordered online because, yeah, I, that was after a full day of yeah. simulator, preparing Laguna and Long Beach so yeah i was tired but i needed that fried chicken so we ordered online and yeah it was good
2: it looked good yeah. i think i had chicken like three times this week after that because it made me hungry oh, nice <laughs> but matt still hasn't had his uh squid we, we can't trust him i but think we've determined that like, what
10: what do we do with him like
2: i don't know we're gonna have to have a talk with him next year
10: no like do or not this talk year. to him anymore
2: Oh, okay. Matt's off the show
10: officially immediately. Alex says. You're off the show, man. I'm sorry. But, I mean, we gave him enough opportunities. Yeah. Like, he keeps on not uh, yeah. listening, so it's okay.
2: Anyway, so Portland was a roller coaster of a race. You go from pole to getting pushed to the back to winning the race. Is it hard to keep your emotions in check when you uh, are going through all of that in the matter of. You two
10: hours? (laughs) I mean, yeah, you go through, like, thinking, oh, you're on pole, you're going to have a clean first corner, then suddenly it's, like, the worst first corner ever, and then they put you another penalty for nothing, you don't understand, and you get angry. But, I mean, yeah, after a couple of corners, you you need to move on, Um, and you need to stay focused, because, yeah, if I got too angry at that moment, we would have been on top of victory lane um, after a race, so um, team did the same as I did just move on and then try and make the most of it, so they, they gave me that win, man with strategy, pit stops and everything
2: How important is it to have a good relationship with all of your team in the middle of a championship battle?
10: It's, I mean, I guess everybody has good relationship, um, I think we just have really good connection, um, we um, they support me a lot they've been supporting me since the first test we did together and, and yeah every every good result and bad result that we have they, they put us together I think having a bad time at in the Road Course and Gateway was good for us um, because it, it gave us um, I don't know a different friendship right like we were uh, even closer to each other we are super hungry to win this championship and uh, we'll go for it
2: so obviously you've got just two race weekends here left, and both are tracks you have you t- you've tested here.
10: I tested here.
2: Okay, obviously you haven't been able to test at Long Beach. So, is there any concern that you know this is a place you haven't raced but tested in Long Beach you haven't been at yet? Is there any concern that oh, I don't I don't know what to expect, or is it you've got enough teammate experience to lean on in these things that you have an idea of how to prepare everything for the weekend?
10: Yeah, I think this year uh, we've been having to go to really uh, a lot of new tracks, like Detroit, that was like the worst, uh. like I mean, it's the worst to to have to um, get up to speed with only one practice, and, and that was crazy, but we, we made it, and we scored a, a podium there, uh, Barber was new, we got to win, Portland was new, we got to win. So hopefully we get another two wins by the end of the year. But, yeah, for sure, having a good team around me, a strong team, strong teammates helps me uh, to be prepared for it. What does it
2: mean to be able to lean on, you know, seven-time world champion Jimmy Johnson and NASCAR? So he's got championship experience, six-time IndyCar champion Scott Dixon, Marcus Ericsson, who has F1 experience. You have an incredibly experienced team around you. Does that help in these last stressful couple of weeks?
10: Yeah, I have the, the stronger team around me, um, and I strongly believe that that's true. But, um, um, yeah, that gives me the confidence, and I know that um, they're going to be pushing 100% when they get uh, out on track, and I'm going to be able to learn from all of them. Um, and that's what's been working a lot this year. Um, we all push each other, and that makes the team stronger. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good weekend for the Ganassi squad, and, and hopefully we can get that championship home.
1: I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 258 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run, where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.